NRCH podcast. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we're recording this podcast, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening today. This podcast highlights the vital role of community health services in our broader healthcare system. I'll be sharing interviews with our longest standing GPs at NRCH who've been here for over 30 years serving their community. So these interviews will shed light on some of the unique and essential features of community healthcare centres and how they differ from other healthcare settings. And we'll also hear from people who've accessed healthcare from community health centres like North Richmond Community Health. In these first recordings, coming up soon, I interview Dr. David Isaac and Dr. Gloria Moscatini. Dr. David, how are you? Well, thanks, Mia. Good. So you've been here for 40 years. 40 years is a long time, and I know it's appealing for many um, GPs to start their own private practice or uh, work in a private medical centre. What has made you stay here for so long? Look, I'll, I'll tell you a story about that. When I'd been here, I'd come back from overseas, I'd been travelling around, I'd done some locums, and I was very drawn to health practice that didn't involve fees and so on for, for patients and be a barrier to medical care. And so I came along, did some locums in community health, and I ended up here at North Richmond. And I you know, was part of the community health team of nurses and social workers and youth workers and community development workers and a number of things. And I'd been here for about five years or so, and I suddenly got panic-stricken. I thought, my God, I better – five years, I realised I better get on with being a real doctor. And then I thought, hang on, I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing here. It's, you know, I get up every day and feel like I'm, you know, it's worth getting up to do the work and I'm really enjoying it. I'm feeling I can make a difference. So I sort of put the ideas of finding a a proper career, inverted commas, um, aside and, um, and here I am years later. Dr. Gloria, I know you've been working at NRCH for over 40 years. What has made you stick around for so long? Community health has always attracted me because you are able to work across disciplines. Um, The GP team that's here works very collaboratively. We work closely with the nurses, interpreters, social workers, even people like the dental team, uh, community development team. It's it's a different way of working. You have more scope to do health in the community. You can create relationships with people in a different environment to that of uh, private GP work. But um, the beauty of working in community health is that you can often work across different um, groups uh, especially like podiatrists, physios, OTs, speech therapists. We're very lucky, really. So we know community health centres are pretty different to other healthcare settings. What are some of your favourite features of community health settings or NRCH in particular? I think it's probably the collaborative way in which we work. Um, The GPs here have been employed as individual contractors, so we're not we haven't been salaried. What well, there's a possibility we may become so in the future, but we nonetheless have our commitment is is towards the the, the patients and working with the team of, of people, nurses, um, 
uh, allied health professionals and, and, and others to achieve that task. And I think there are teams of people, I mean, general practice teams working in private practice and particularly the bigger centres and they have allied health on staff. But I think that the major difference is really just the way in which we work and particularly the demographic profile of the patients who come here, many of whom are from migrant refugee backgrounds and low ECS backgrounds. Um, that's just very different and very complex and more more difficult to achieve uh, good medical outcomes in in that group and the only way to is by that collaboration and and particularly the sort of community development approach that the community health can offer favorite f- features are working with people who perhaps haven't been able to get a hearing when they've gone to see someone elsewhere um, they often know that they can come here, have a longer appointment and they know we will make every effort to get language services to make sure that we understand what the needs of these people are, what they really need and work to resolve the issue that they have. I think that possibly makes North Richmond a bit outstanding in regard to how they make every effort to provide suitable language services for the people who use our, not just the medical services, but all the services in this centre. Dr Gloria, can you recall a particular case or a patient where you worked with them and other specialists to ensure that they received the best possible care? We often work uh, with people with chronic diseases to have a multidisciplinary approach. So, for example, non-English speaking background person who might be in their 60s or 70s, diabetes, high blood pressure, we work closely with the nurse to monitor their disease, the diabetes nurse educator. At the same time, we have the podiatrist on site. We have the language services that allow us to work with that uh, person in their language with appropriate information um, that's culturally appropriate, not just the English translation. We would then uh, maybe even have a physio helping them improve their physical health. The social worker might be involved to help them. So it's multiple people working to improve this person's health and quality of life, prevent deterioration and basically keep them out of hospital. And um, I wanted to point out how engaged you are with the patients. You mentioned earlier about the patient who needed to go get treatment for a serious condition and you were calling up the hospital, the nurse at an... Yeah. So sometimes our role in community health involves us being advocates on behalf of our patients. So if our patients don't have the health literacy or the confidence to promote their own health in especially at a tertiary level where they have our patients, they're seeing specialists, they might be intimidated by just the experience of going with a very serious illness to a a large hospital. The fact that we can advocate on their behalf, talk to the specialists, talk to the nurses involved and facilitate that. It's excellent uh, when for our patients we can develop 
really positive relationships with specialists who might be involved in their care, especially when it's a very serious illness, life-threatening illnesses. It's important for our patients to then trust that tertiary institution, hospital, whatever, knowing that we've got their back here. We, we, we know what's going on and, and we can support them through that process. I met with some community members who were happy to share with me their experiences or receiving health care from North Richmond Community Health. I remember that at the time, I was in so much pain, that my heart was in so much pain and my tooth couldn't hurt anymore. Later, I went to the dental centre to receive a consultation. They were very welcoming and made me an appointment right away. They also hired a translator for me. Then I got treatment and immediately went to see a doctor. And the doctors and nurses were very serious and used Chinese translators to help me explain. Yes, after seeing this dentist, I immediately felt the pain was gone. I think this is really important to me. I think this is it. It's a huge help because the pain in my tooth was extremely painful. But I'm fine. I think the pain is okay. It's not as painful as before. I'll be back to normal soon. I can eat and resume my normal life. And they just helped me take care of it and then taught me how to protect my teeth. I feel very warm and happy. So I'm just grateful that I'm here. I'm very grateful to all the volunteers and leaders of our Richmond Community Health Centre for their hard work, which is why we have such a good medical environment. I hope we can all be healthy and happy. This is my little story. Thank you. When my son is small boy, he had broken leg, and I bring him to the doctor here. The doctor have a look at it. I thought the doctor sent him to hospital, but the doctor keep him there and uh, plaster for his leg, and after one month. I bring my son back to take the plaster off. Really hard to because the plaster dry up. Really hard to cut it off. And I really appreciate the doctor help my son. And I thank you very much for everything the doctor here did for my son. Okay, we're back talking to Dr. David and Dr. Gloria. Do you have any strategies that you can recommend to other health practitioners on how to ensure the patient receives culturally appropriate care? Well, one of the basic bricks and mortar requirements for, for that sort of care really is um, having access to language services interpreters. And North Richmond has employed over the years, has employed in-house 
staff interpreters. When I first came here, there was Turkish, Spanish, Vietnamese and um, Hakka Timorese languages. The communities changed over the years and there's lots of African languages now, people from um, South Sudan, Somalia, uh, Eritrea and Ethiopia in particular, as well as a lot of mainland Chinese, along with the remaining Vietnamese and Timorese communities. And having access to interpreters is a is basically it works in two ways. Not only do you get the good good quality information from the patient, but the interpreters become sort of colleagues, and they actually educate us professionals in cultural understanding of the way that the people from their community think and the, the attitudes and mores. Um, and that's very very important in tailoring the sort of treatments and the recommendations and the way we do with the patients to have that sort of feedback to to know. Who, who we're really talking to and how to talk to them. One of the things that I've learned here is to listen to what my interpreters tell me because they really know their community really well and often they will pick up on information that perhaps we as GPs haven't picked up on or are unaware of, but they will be able to point us in the right direction of asking some appropriate questions that will uncover some information that maybe the patient was too embarrassed to tell us. Or uh, We're certainly very lucky with the links that we have here, the, the trust that's been built up between the GPs and the language services, the nurses and the language services, the way we work very collaboratively. And I would encourage other services to perhaps use face-to-face interpreters more often and, if possible, to use the same interpreters on a regular basis. It just builds up that trust in the patients or they learn that that person is there to help them. It's They're not there to uh, spread gossip or anything. So they build up that trust in that person. How do you see the role of community health centres changing in the future? And what are some of the most important steps that we can take to ensure its continued success in the future? I I think community health has a big role in providing services that will go not just be in-house services, but services that might go out into the community programs that we've run through some of the schools, whether it's the primary schools or the high schools, and working in um, some of the high schools around the issue of safe sex, contraception, with the teachers at those schools, and then having some of those students come and see us as patients afterwards, having taken on board the advice we've given them and then coming to trust us as GPs, but being able to take the health message out into the community, sometimes it's picked up on much more readily. It's a different way of promoting health is to actually go out to the community and do that. Outreach. Outreach, yeah. And, well, we know that the outcomes of some of the programs in improving participation Um, for certain communities that, for example, women's health previously underscreened non-English speaking background women who are underscreened for cervical screening and breast cancer have significantly improved when they've been linked into programs at centres like ours where the doctors and the nurses actively uh, promote the health, uh, that particular health um, improvement activity. 
sometimes working with community development workers, sometimes working with the language services, doing the health promotion and then engaging the women in to have those screening tests. I think we've demonstrated over many, many years that we engage women quite well in those particular programs, which are incredibly good at preventing disease. I mean, I've obviously, I work here, I've been a fan of community health, I'm very committed to it, but even the biggest doubters would have to take their hats off to community health in the role that they've played during COVID. By virtue of the links that community health has had with very disadvantaged communities, uh, very diverse communities, very complex communities, all of whom are, makes them more vulnerable to a pandemic and the, it's not only the disease, but the lockdowns and the isolation and so on. The way that community health and you know our North Richmond community health in particular have just been absolute exemplars of community care of reaching into the community of using community members to be employed as outreach workers into their communities with their language skills and their cultural knowledge and they have just hit the ball out of the park really and by virtue of some careful changes to the way that results of COVID swabs were dealt with where we got the results back within 24 hours directly to us rather than roundabout way through the health department. The way that the, we then were able to activate through these community teams to support people who had COVID, to help them isolate, to educate them to stay isolated and not go back to work and uh, arrange for their washing to be done and food to be brought in and medications and so on. I think there was a, an over 95% two-dose vaccination rate um, at that stage when statistics were being kept. And the, the consequences and the ability for community health to be able to do that, which private general practice or primary care would really just be complete, completely unable to do, uh, I think just underlines its its great strength. And it'll be a, a very, very foolish government uh, and health department that doesn't go on to support community health into the future. This is not a you know, one in a hundred year event that we've just that we're just coming out of now. This is probably more of the same to come, either th through infection, pandemics, or, or or other crises in the community. And the more that we can tie healthcare into sort of good community connections, as as we do in community health, trust that's produced by that the better we are going to be to deal with, you know, additional stresses and strains as they occur. And it's a, a very effective system that's probably saved the community massively, not only financially, but also just in stress and grief, just in being able to deal with very, very difficult situations. And just in terms of chronic disease management, that's the other sort of epidemic that we've got. And to have um, services that can reach out in effective ways, in culturally uh, and ways that are understood by the community that it serves is really very, very valuable. You know, we, we'd really plead plead with um, health funders to m make sure that community health is supported and strengthened uh, and not allowed to wither on the vine as it had been in previous years. This episode was recorded in support of the Community Health First campaign. And this campaign aims to promote the central role of community health services in the wider Victorian health system and to increase the capacity of services to alleviate the system-wide demand. 
And if you would like to support the Community Health First campaign as well, you can do so by looking into their website, which is www.communityhealthfirst.org.au. And thank you to our doctors and community members who gave their voice to this episode. That's all for now and see you next time.